There's been no movement in the impasse with Chris Jones, and it looks like this is starting to get serious. Let's hit it today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's Locked On Chiefs, part of Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every single day, and you everydayers know that. We do appreciate you. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another Locked On show for your next listen. Maybe one of the league shows, maybe one of your division rivals. We appreciate that, and you can get subbed here on YouTube with the like, the bell, and click that sub so you're always with us. We've been doing live episodes lately. We're going to try to get back to that here before the end of training camp. So that notification goes a long way in getting you that information. And make sure you sub on the Spotify and the Apple and all the feeds that you can get your audio. Anywhere there's a feed, you can get it for free because that's what we do. It's starting to tick up the concern. We have a couple of things here and some rays of sunshine. Later in the show, we're going to talk about the Pacheco timeline, who's coming back from injury. That's certainly a plus. Before that, we'll talk about what the real concern is right now for me that no one's really talking about. And we're going to start today talking about Chris Jones and exactly where they are because the tone has changed significantly today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, where you can find all my NFL coverage across the league, and RGR Football, where you can find our breakdowns on the Chiefs as well. A lot more visual over there. Want to make sure that you guys know you can get into the text line. It's 816-357-8781. You can get signed up for that. And that's where breaking news will come to you. Our conversations uh, that don't make the show, you can get inside information that way. So if you want to join us, feel free to do that. We look forward to speaking to you. For today, I'm trying to look forward to something because what we heard from Andy Reid was subtle, but significant in my eyes. What he said today, and I want to make sure that I read it word for word, so that there is no ambiguity here. Andy's quote today, specifically on Chris Jones, the contract situation and what's going on. Uh, it was this from Andy Reid, quote, I don't know when he'll be here, unquote. Now, you may be saying, Trace, that's not a big deal. Why, why are you making a mountain out of a molehill here? He doesn't know. He won't know until it's done and they get that contract figured out. And that's more between... Chris's people, uh, his representation, and Veach than it is with Andy. Okay, that, that's all fair, but here's the difference. Andy is very, very adept at speaking to the press in a way that conveys uh, a subdued version of everything that happens. Normally, you would hear Andy Reid say, you know, he'll be here when he's here, we'll work without him until then, and he'll get caught up when he's, when he's on the clock, and he's back with us. Uh, or something to the effect of, he's going to be fine when he gets in, we'll deal with it then. This was a change in not offering any kind of positive outlook or specifically uh, what would happen when the situation is resolved just by saying, I don't know when he's going to be here. That's a change mentally for what Andy Reid is telling you through his reaction. And that is that he is less secure in knowing that it's going to happen uh, in training camp. Now, they break training camp in about 12 days. Um, that date's going to be specific and important coming up later in the show, so don't miss that. Uh, that tells me that this impasse is digging in because if you don't think that after all this training camp that he's missed, uh, racking up fees of 50 grand a day that he does have to pay because the CBA will not let you give those back or forgive the camp holdout fees, 
that means that he's willing to go farther. You would think by now that they, the ice would be thawing. We thought we had an indication of that over the weekend. Evidently, that is not the case. And if this impasse, if the sides are digging in more and more and more, that puts more stress on trying to get Chris into camp. And I do think, and I've said, I've mentioned you guys a little bit, by the time they get to that second preseason game, for him to be at his optimal come week one, he needs to be in camp. And if that isn't going to happen, and Andy Reid has no inclination of that, that is a change in what we've seen the last couple of weeks. So where does that leave us with Chris Jones? It likely means that his representatives are digging in around that 30 number and that the Chiefs are significantly less. You can argue the merits. Would you give him the 30? Do you think they should meet in the middle? Does he not deserve that? There's, there's opinion all over the place. I maintain that a meeting of the minds there between 26 and 30, right at, at 28, makes sense. Get it done. Get on with the season. Deal with what happens next, what happens next. But if that's not the case and there's too much consternation here to make an agreement, then we're looking at a situation where I do believe if they can't get a, an extension done, he would report by the time work begins for week one. Because Chris Jones knows, and I'm sure his representation does as well, that he's got to get his product on the field, especially if he feels he's not going to get paid from the Chiefs and he wants to highlight himself for the rest of the league, uh, which already knows well about what he can do. Taking time off of the camera, taking game film away from every other team is a negative if you're trying to accomplish the, the goal of getting yourself a 30 million per year contract from another team. So I really do feel that that's the next step that is the next rung down the ladder that you have to maintain. But that likely is a couple of clicks down the road here from where they are in trying to maintain this uh, contract demand, trying to figure out when they could get that done, who will give in a little bit. It doesn't sound like there's much room for negotiation right now. What does that mean for the rest of the team? We'll talk about that coming up. But in particular, for the players that have to play with him, it starts to put a damper on chemistry. It starts to put a damper on how you guys work together. In particular, now that you're going to have Amenahue out currently for six weeks, we'll see what the appeal does, and Jones out, that's significant chemistry and how you work together. Two guys that are expected to line up to next to each other for a significant portion of their snaps in 2023. That starts to become a concern. So are they in trouble? I don't know if the, the water's boiling yet, but it's starting to steam a little bit. We got to be careful and we have to keep an eye on what's going on with it. As we go this, this whole portion of, of camp here forward until its conclusion, we're going to be keeping an eye on that pretty steadily. So there's another concern that I don't think anyone's talking about enough. And it's kind of a chronic situation, but it's been overshadowed by play at the position. What's going on in the cornerback group? We're going to get to that. Next, our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed with our Locked On Fantasy football host, Vinny Iyer, to bring you some of the best fantasy matchups every week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for the draft or looking at that wire, you got to get the best information, and they provide a guaranteed fit for your roster. So with draft prep underway and the upcoming season is right upon us, let's get to what Vinny's picks of the week are for eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And it starts with a situation if you need a wide receiver. If you're looking for a second-year fantasy football wide receiver that can drive your team to big points, whether it's on catches or production, you do have to get in 
on Garrett Wilson. There's no way around it. This is uh, a slam dunk. It's a guaranteed fit with Aaron Rodgers because he has to have somebody he can rely on, ready to build on his rookie performance with the Jets that was outstanding. Watch for Wilson to make big plays with Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. That's got to be a guaranteed fit as we come off right now. And Vinny also has a couple of others. They help, and they pair in with eBay Motors really well because they know how to build a championship team as well for your vehicle. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle are available right at your fingertips. You can make sure that everything runs smoothly, runs right, whether it's brakes, air filters, taillights, the whole nine yards, everything under the hood. eBay Motors has it. And they'll set you up with the right fit for your car right off the bat. That's the guaranteed fit. It helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the very first time. So go out there, switch gears, get everything running up to your specific needs. And if you need a little fixed up, check it out. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success with eBay Motors. Their guaranteed fit for everything on your vehicle. It's just one click away. Look for that particular green check mark, and you know you're in business. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices. All at ebaymotors.com. Guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items do apply and exclusions apply as well. Tomorrow, we're going to be back with Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com, giving us the inside look at what's happening at training camp. A lot of opinion out there and a lot of varying degrees of who thinks what's going to happen come this first preseason game that we're all tooling up for. So please join us tomorrow because we are here for you every single day. There's a lot going on at the cornerback spot. Obviously, the, the injury to Najee Johnson has thrown uh, a bit of a curveball into what the plan was. But one thing that was confirmed today with uh, Trent McDuffie is that he is looking to be the nickel cornerback the majority of the time. It is not going to be as much of a rotation as we may have previously thought. Uh, Trent spent a lot of time in the offseason allowing himself to get more familiar, learn more about the role, understand the calls a little bit better, and really work I think it's shown up. I think you see a little bit more uh, change of direction, a little bit more foot quickness. And he spoke about having to go against guys like Sky Moore, whom he got an interception while guarding today, uh, helping him drive that and helping him come along. That story, along with Nazi previously, but uh, Jalen, as well as Joshua, uh, and some of the younger DBs have kind of been overshadowing the big thing that I think we're not paying enough attention to Honestly, because we got a little spoiled with Tyron Matthew. There were times where Tyron Matthew wouldn't practice, uh, and, and we all took it upon. Uh, he's going to be fine. He'll be a gamer, and he'll be back. Luxurious Need is not practicing and has been very bothered by the inflammation ongoing in his knee. Andy Reid also gave an, uh, an update today on Luxurious, and it's, it's rational, and it's, uh, I think, a uh, um, measured conservative approach to kind of guard against the condition that he's dealing with. But he said specifically that it's the knee inflammation. It's not, it's because of the offseason work. It's not anything particular like a new injury or anything like that. It's just this continued swelling and inflammation that comes to the joint. It makes it, it makes it stiff. It makes it uh, somewhat painful, but at least bothersome. And it makes you feel as though you're not hundred um, percent. None of those things are good when you're practicing, you're working hard out in the heat in training camp. So the, what Andy outlined is that, they are taking this approach to, to work as much as possible on it now. And I think that goes part and parcel with the fact that they do expect with Trent playing inside at the nickel, the predominant um, amount, that Legarius is going to be a boundary corner for the, for the most part. 
my guess is that they plan to travel him with the number one outside receiver and put him in place accordingly, but on the outside with the boundary as an ally. That allows you, I think, that he doesn't quite need as much work in a, in a training camp. Do we wish he was out there and getting practice in and getting reps in? Absolutely. But if he were still having to, to man both pieces very consistently, and, and if he was continuing to be in the nickel the majority of the time, he would have a lot more work he needed to do. Now things get a little bit more simplified for LeJerry Sneed. And while this is a, a big concern, I certainly am concerned about the long-term implications of this knee. I think it also is something that we need to keep an eye on because just because uh, the reps can be diminished because of the role, you still want to have a guy available and you still want to have him responding to treatment. And that's the thing that so far we haven't seen because it continues to pop back up and pop back up. And so what has been a position of strength is now starting to diminish with the injury to Nazi Johnson. If anything should happen uh, that causes LeJarius need to either not be prepared for the regular season or to uh, have a, a, a nagging injury that just kind of downgrades his performance most of the time, uh, that could be a problem as well. And so luckily you have the, the trio of guys that are ready to go, plus another rookie in Nick Jones, plus a couple of uh, additional guys that could make some noise and be ready to contribute on the defense, on the cornerback in particular, not just the defensive side. I think that's really important now. And so we, we see this, this attrition through one of the Chiefs' stronger positions and that we're going to need it. The idea is here that by resting him now, you're preparing and you're trying to get that, that condition under control. So whatever is causing the inflammation, you can continue to work on, continue to rehab it, get therapy modalities that can help you uh, – Promote healing, get that kind of squared away so that it doesn't keep popping up. The last thing you want from one of your elite players is to have a nagging injury that doesn't knock them out, but just knocks them down and that they're not able to perform up to their most. So by taking this time off, even though camp is critically important time, it allows them, I think, to try to get his body right so that come the regular season, he's able to go and able to perform more closely to his maximum than it would be to a bare minimum here in dealing with the injury. So. Who else takes up the slack? Well, we've named it a, a number of guys, but this also makes me feel like because of that situation, we're going to slide a little bit back in terms of the percentage that Steve Spagnuolo is going to want to use the dime and have a safety out there. Whether that happens to be Chamar Connor, whether it happens to be Mike Edwards, who feels like he's a bit ahead of Connor right now. We'll see what happens in the preseason games. But I think that may promote a little bit more keeping your numbers a little bit more even. That goes to the 53 as well. We talked about some of the scenarios yesterday. If you missed that show, go back and check that out. Because again, we are here for you every day. And I ran through a number of scenarios on the 53 that could be jumbled around. One of those was a four safety set. Maybe that has to change. We're going to find out what they we see and how we see the rep rotation come in this first preseason game coming up here at the end of this week. That will give us a little bit more insight, uh, especially how they adapt to that. But... One guy that's not going to play in this game, but is getting very much closer, I think is, is going to be a key to how we approach the rest of this preseason is Isaiah Pacheco. I want to get to him. What's going on with his status coming up next? Now, Isaiah Pacheco is an energy dude. We all know that. Uh, just the way he approaches the practice field every morning is, is high energy. He's always been that way since he came to Kansas City. Mike Burton told us about that before we ever got to Kansas City. So it certainly is staying true. But what we found out with Pacheco is that he is on track for that somewhere around August 19th, August 20th, should be able 
to go. That will be a situation where he won't be in camp, and that's okay because I think the grind of camp, he's hes out there, he's active, he's participating in what he can, he's present. It's not like he's detached from the, game, from the, the team. I do feel like they need him back a little bit. I want to see a spark. Daenerys Prince was hot early in camp. It's cooled off a little bit. Uh, the pass pro is a question there. Obviously, the history with, uh, with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the, there's that there, and Jarek. How they, they rotate through these backs, they definitely need that injection of juice again. And I think that that will come when Isaiah Pacheco's back. I don't mind that he's going to miss camp. And it's close enough to that drop dead date that I kind of gave you for Chris Jones. Kind of the same thing for Isaiah Pacheco. He's got to get into a rhythm. He talks about um, being able to read his blocks, be a little bit more patient. And yes, he is a, he's a, you know, the energizer bunny back there in terms of energy, but he does have to let blocks develop and let the O-line get to where they need to get to before he does. And it does seem that he's become aware of that. And the staff is working with him on that. He said he's been paying attention to that. And I find that very, very helpful because I think that will change not just um, how he runs, but how effective it will be. Because if you let things develop a little bit more, I think this line is going to get you bigger gaps and get you more yardage downfield. So I, I see that as a big positive. Now, the other positive that we can take away today is significant in that we've talked about most of the guys that, that were out today. Uh, the list has dwindled down. It was Jody Fortson, Legereus Need, and Kadarius Tony, the only guys that missed practice today, ob- obviously other than Chris Jones. So that means... You got a Menahue back. We know there's going to be a suspension. If it stays at six, that's that's pretty significant and scary. If it gets reduced, we'll deal with that as it comes. But you want him out there practicing either way because he's still got to learn the defense, got to understand where to be. And as the progression gets more and more advanced, he needs to be in on it. That will be the case. He will be able to practice through the preseason. They also got my Dana back, and I think that's probably the safety blanket that they are looking for Um, more so than anything else in that you got to have somebody who's comfortable. If you can have both of those guys back and continue to practice, you can get Mike into the season. Hopefully Chris is back by then and you feel comfortable like Mike can line up next to, to Chris Jones and be able to be productive. Who else can play in at the tackle spot? We've talked about that quite a bit and quite a bit yesterday as well. It will be a rotation. Somebody's going to have to step up there. There is a possibility that should Felix Andike Uzama come on and make an impression, make more of a hit that you can then look at if there's an absence of Chris Jones, that it can be Dana that plays inside on passing downs and that it is one of the younger guys, whether it's a Malik Herring or in particular a Felix that comes in and mans the edge. I think that's a possibility as well. If it's um, a a specific all-out pass uh, attack kind of thing, We know that they've sprinkled in uh, Willie Gay and Leo Chanel in particular in taking some wrecks at at attacking the passer. The other guy to keep an eye on there is if there's going to be a shortage of defensive linemen, particularly ones um, that are just outsides only, I think you have to keep in mind B.J. Thompson. It feels like they're leaning towards uh, trying to get Leo up to speed on that. He was very, uh, I think, positive in his comments over the weekend about the pass rush role and, and learning and becoming more adept at that and understanding the role and playing outside and coming from that overhang in a two-point position. I think they're using him to the best of his natural ability and trying to teach him some new tricks, and I, I think that's going to work out well. But overall, that defensive front is going to have to be jumbled. The key today was that Andy had to say that he feels they have the defensive linemen to get it done. So I don't anticipate a huge rush to try and get something else done in lieu of getting Chris Jones back. 
Is there a way to do it? Sure. They could restructure one of their other uh, higher end contracts. That really only kicks stuff down the road, though. It doesn't solve the problem. So could you go and recoup some cash from Joe Tooney? Yes, you probably could. Um, you could try and do that from Justin Reed as well. You can get a little bit of space to breathe there that might get you a signing like a Carlos Dunlap. That's a possibility. I don't anticipate that, though, because of the penalty that it causes you on the back end. So let's see what happens. If Andy is, is true in his statement and the rest of the coaching staff feels the same way, that they feel they have the defensive lineman to get it done as is, then we might just see a slow burn on something else, wait till Chris Jones is done, and then try to bring in, I think a Carlos Dunlap is probably waiting in the wings uh, for a chance to play a limited role and earn another ring. I think that's a great scenario for Carlos, and I think it's a great scenario for this team. So that's the way that I'm leaning today as we wrap up Monday. But things do change. If and when we get information on Chris Jones, we will definitely be back with you and give you uh, a bonus episode, probably live. So make sure that you like and become a subscriber and hit that bell. Make sure, especially on your mobile, if that's where you watch the most, that you have notifications in general from YouTube turned on, and that will get you that as well. We'll always drop the audio as soon as possible after a live show, so you can get that on Spotify and Apple and all the audio platforms. Lot coming for you <clears throat> tomorrow. Matt Derrick is back with us. We're going to get that done, get that insight as we get ready for the first preseason game. I appreciate your time and being with us. Thank you for all the help and back and forth and your opinions versus ours. Chris will be rejoining us later in the week. You guys have a great one, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.